Hi, welcome to the first Bangladeshi podcast where we have renowned guests from all over the world. I'll talk about business, politics, tech, and everything else that's trending worldwide. I'm your host Rafi, and let's get this show started. In this episode, we have with us Carlos Gil from Miami, USA. He's a best-selling author, international keynote speaker, award-winning digital storyteller, startup founder, and a whole lot more. His work has been featured by CNN Money, Mashable, and many other places. Thank you for being with us, Carlos. Before diving into details, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast here today. Uh, it, it's really a pleasure, and I, I love being able to speak to an international audience, seeing how I'm based here in the United States and uh, can't really travel uh, too far uh, out of my city these days. Uh, so a little bit about me. I'm a marketer, author, speaker. I've worked in the social media space for well over a decade now. Uh, started really young in 2008 at the age of 25 with my first company, which was an online job board. Uh, did that for a few years and now I went to go work for corporate brands. So I've had the pleasure of running social media for uh, a few different companies, uh, notably in the retail and grocery space, Winn-Dixie and Save-A-Lot. Spent some time working at LinkedIn uh, as head of social for one of their business units. And most recently, I was a global head of social media for BMC Software, uh, which has a, a really big presence uh, over there in uh, the Middle East, India, uh, Europe, Asia, as well as here in North America. And then three years ago, I decided to go out on my own uh, and start my own media company called Gill Media. Uh, we work with uh, enterprise brands running social media, doing content, doing social media strategy. And I think for a lot of folks that follow me on social media, what, what they what they really gravitate to is my personal brand is one that when I show up in your feed, I'm going to teach you something. So at very uh, at very minimum, if you follow me at carlskill83 on Twitter and on Instagram, you're going to learn a thing or two about marketing and social media. Right. I do follow you actually on Twitter and Instagram. So I'll get on that later, what I have learned so far. Let's start with the well, obvious. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm actually curious. You know, sorry to break your format here. Sure, I'm sure. Curious. What, what is it that you've learned? Uh, I've learned that um, personal branding is important. Like I see that all your posts and everything, they're all, you know, gravitating towards your personal branding. So I, I've just learned the importance of personal branding. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. 100%. Personal branding is a, uh, a key to social media success. I often say that your personal brand is your resume. It's the new business card. Uh, Pre-COVID, when I would speak at conferences just about every week and people would come up to me and ask me if I had a business card, I would say no, but I'm on Instagram. Follow me there. Uh, because my point of view on personal brand is that uh, your personal brand goes everywhere that you go. It's not just having an account on LinkedIn or on Instagram or on Twitter. It's, it's you. It's who you are. And if you can make yourself approachable, likable, and relatable, then that in itself becomes more powerful and effective for marketing your business through yourself than having a website. Exactly. And that's what I low-key learned from your Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's what I you know, got from you. So um, let's start with the obvious question first. You're the author of the best-selling book, The End of Marketing, Humanizing Your Brand in the Age of Social Media and AI. 
It's quite an interesting title for the book, which looks at marketing from a different perspective. What was your aim and vision for this book when you started writing it? Good question. So when I sat down and started thinking about writing the end of marketing, the title itself was not going to be the end of marketing. Um, to be completely candid with you, this is going back now to 2018. And I started thinking about different titles that now I, I can't even remember. Uh, and what really resonated and stood out to me was I could write just one out of thousands of other social media uh, self-help books that exist, or I could really write a legacy piece. And I travel a lot for work. Uh, like I said before, pre-COVID, you would find me on the road just about every week speaking at a different conference. And in going in and out of airports, I would typically stop and look at the books or the business books that were in the, in like the airports. And there were certain books that started to catch my attention. And there were books that had catchy titles, uh, catchy book covers. There was just certain attributes. So I started doing some research on in, in the space. And granted, since the last decade or so, there have been hundreds, if not thousands of books written about social media marketing. So I stopped and said to myself, all right, I can either write a book that's going to fall on deaf ears and it's going to be similar to every other book out there that talks about social media or going back to personal branding. I can inject my personality. I can inject my brand, which is a little on the edgy side, uh, I guess you could say. And uh, that's exactly what I did. So, uh, you know, the theme of the end of marketing is that marketing as we know it is dead. Uh, traditional marketing being TV, radio, outdoor, um, even at-home advertising, that's on the way out. Uh, digital marketing, personal branding, influencer marketing is what's in. Uh, and again, people will typically judge a book by its cover, no pun, in, no pun intended. So I, I, you know, coming up with a catchy name like The End of Marketing uh, really isn't just a title or a gimmick, but it's a strategy. It's getting the audience or the reader in this case to buy into the fact that people don't follow brands or logos or want to be advertised to in social media. People relate to people. People are drawn by other people. And if you as a business or a company or as a person or creative want to grow in this new era of automation and AI and virtual reality and now as we're seeing COVID, you know, the crisis that we're going through, then you need to find ways to hone in on what makes your brand personable, relatable, and likable. And, and that's not a product or a service, but it's you. Right. Very well put there. And uh, to rewind a bit, I really agree with what you said earlier that, um, you know, everybody says don't judge a book by its cover. But that's exactly what we do, because before buying a book, we don't really know what's inside it. So we just judge it based off on the title and the book cover. No, we absolutely judge books based on the title and, and, and cover. And it goes back to marketing, right? Like that's that's. The irony in the book that I wrote, The End of Marketing, is it is a book that's going to teach you how to become a better marketer. But the term that I use throughout the book is becoming a savage marketer, becoming more aggressive, putting yourself out there, uh, not being afraid to, to, to rub people the wrong way or piss people off. Because the reality is that 
the internet is really, really noisy today. You have over 2 billion daily active users on Facebook, over a billion daily active users on Instagram. You've got TikTok, YouTube, I could go on and on and on. So how do you stand out in what I refer to in the end of marketing as this noisy digital ocean, which is the internet and social media. And that, you know, my friends is, is the key in terms of why you need to read the book because the book really gives you the roadmap on all the things that you really can be doing in unison. And, um, you know, I'm not sure Rafi, if you've actually read the book yet, but, um, the book itself is not only meant to teach, but it's also meant to inspire and entertain. And I do it in a way where each chapter is kind of its own story, but I'm also giving readers the go-to the keys, if you will, the step-by-step on how they can become more effective at social media marketing. My plan was to get the book before uh, this interview, but I couldn't because of lack of time. So I'll definitely be getting it right after we end this. If so, I can make a recommendation to you, I yeah. would I would recommend that you get the audio version. Uh, being that the audio version, first of all, I narrated it, and uh, it's I'm I'm reading literally the audio version word by word. What's in the print version? Uh, but the audio version I personally like a lot because you know. I, I basically put personality into what's in the pages. You know, there's there's certain points where I emphasize, and it almost sounds like an eight-hour podcast, if you will. Understood. Uh, yeah, I personally have a knack for audiobooks as well. I prefer them more than uh, normal ebooks. So, thank you for that recommendation. I'll definitely take that up. So, for sure. yeah. Uh, you were previously the senior marketing manager for LinkedIn's sales solution business unit, and you also worked with Pepsi, Super Bowl 47, Coca-Cola, Frito-Lay, and Unilever, just to name a few. So my question to you is, how have all these experiences developed you as a professional? Wow, what a good question. How the experiences helped me as a professional, it's just been about learning. Right. I wouldn't be the marketer that I am today if it wasn't for the brands that I've worked at. And each company that I've worked at has had its own set of, of challenges and issues and, and, and problems, if you will. Um, but at its core, when you work for a corporation running social media, the objective is the same. You're trying to sell. You're trying to build a community. Um, so again, you know, a lot of what I teach as a speaker, as an author and thought leader now is really based on like fundamentals that I've learned working in the corporate world. Right. So uh, with all these experiences you've gained, uh, you've obviously founded your own company. It's called Gill Media Company. So uh, can you tell us about the work you do over there? Yeah. So the work uh, that we do at Gill Media is, uh, first of all, we we work with brands on social media strategy. Um, that's everything from helping them with uh, improving their strategy. We do community management, so managing all the back end conversations for that brand, um, and then we also do content marketing. Um, you know, creating video content, photos, written content. Um, kind of the part of the business that I enjoy the most is the consulting piece. Um, typically, companies will bring me in. I'll do a workshop for their marketing team or their sales team, and then that that in itself kind of leads to you know other paid opportunities, a paid opportunities. Sorry, which feed into into my agency. Understood. Uh, and you're also an international speaker. 
So, how does it feel like to go from country to country to do speaking in front of massive audiences? What are your experiences regarding speaking? Oh, I love public speaking. If there's something that I miss a lot right now, it's uh, it's being on stage. Um, you know, public speaking to me has really helped me grow my my brand. Um, it has helped me grow my network, and uh, I, I love people. I love meeting people. So um, I would say that for anyone out there that wants to get into public speaking, what you first really need to do is have a passion for teaching. Um, if you don't have a passion for teaching, it's going to be really hard for you to succeed as a, as a public speaker. Um, you know, also come up with uh, you know three different topics that you're fluent in teaching and start teaching those topics or those subjects through content, whether it's written content, whether it's blogging, uh, creating videos for YouTube. Uh, it's important that before you jump on stage and you go down this path of becoming a public speaker, that you establish some credibility first and foremost. Yeah, that's really really important. Um, but it, you know, you, you can do that relatively quickly, provided that you become known for something. And my recommendation is, if you want to get involved in public speaking, is to uh, you know, again teach based on what you're really really good at and just create content around that topic. Right. So something that you said earlier that you love public speaking and you miss it now because of the situations. So that reminded me of uh, someone I really admire from the podcast industry. It's Pat Flynn, who's the actually the founder okay. of uh, Smart Passive Income. So something he says is, "I don't speak on stage; I perform on them." So uh, you give me that sort of vibe where you don't just speak; you perform on them. Because I've seen your videos, I've seen how uh, I've seen you in action on stage. It's more of an like a really nice performance rather than just a speech you know it's funny that you say that about performances and and giving speeches because you're right the more that i do public speaking i look at it very much like uh like a performance and i think the reason why i look at public speaking like a performance is because personally i have been a fan of pro wrestling for years. So when I look at what I do as a public speaker, I almost look at it as like business theater. And it's business theater because I've done it so many times now and I say very much the same speech. Uh granted a couple things, you know, change here and there based on the city I'm in or the audience I'm in front of. Uh but the talks are very similar. That's not just for me. That's that's, you know, for for most speakers out there. Um, but knowing how to work a crowd is really important. And I think that's, you know, a message that I want up and coming speakers to really, really take away from is that your job as a speaker is to serve the audience that's paying to see you speak. And if you're not focusing on the audience, instead making public speaking about yourself, you're not going to really have longevity in, in the industry. And I've seen a lot of speakers kind of come and go because, you know, they get into public speaking and then they realize it's really competitive and you don't really make a lot of money unless you've been doing it for a very long time. Um, but going back to your analogy and, and Pat Flynn's analogy of it being a performance, it, it 100% is. Right. Understood. Uh, so I saw you have a few courses on Linda regarding marketing.
So uh, who would you recommend these courses to? Are these like a beginner level course or something advanced for which someone needs to have some prior experience before starting this course? Uh, no, the courses that I do are fairly entry level. What I love about the courses I have on LinkedIn Learning, also known as Linda, is that uh, they're short uh, courses. Uh, for example, I have one on social media tools. Uh, it's about 20 different lessons and each lesson only really takes you know anywhere from a minute and a half to two minutes to complete um, and what's great is that you can do these lessons and then immediately go apply the knowledge that you just learned got it uh now let's talk about daca for a bit in daca we have hundreds of new businesses opening up every single day and since you're an expert in this area of marketing and businesses, can you give some tips on social media for businesses in Dhaka? Tell me about the makeup of Dhaka. Well, Dhaka has a lot of potential. It has a lot of population as well. And uh, there's, there's a lot of big and small businesses here. And there's uh, recently it's full of startups and it's just a f very exciting business community overall. Well, you know, the, the key to growing a business isn't so much about telling people about what it is that you do or what you sell, but it's more about the people that you serve. And that in itself is a concept that is often lost in the whole marketing mix is brands and businesses and the marketers and owners behind those businesses often think that you just got to keep promoting your products over and over and over and eventually it's going to get people to buy. And um, instead, what you need to be doing is you need to focus on the people that you're selling to and share everything from customer stories, customer testimonials. I'll give you an example. In the last few months, I launched a new e-commerce business called Outlaw Masks uh, that you can see if you go to outlawmasks.com and we sell fashionable, stylish face masks. Um, that actually takes, uh, you know, the old school bandana prints and we transform them into fashionable masks. So I could tell you all day long about my masks and why they're so great, but instead what I can do is I can tell you about the benefits of wearing a mask, why you need one, uh, as we have customers that get their masks in the mail and take photos and share them with us. I can share them on social media like I do and that in itself is going to motivate and make people inclined to buy because people are creatures of habit. So, you know, again, you don't need to work too hard. Uh, you just need to work smarter, not harder. Very well put. Uh, so I've noticed that you're a big fan of Snapchat marketing. So can you tell us how this is different from marketing in other social media platforms and why you're a big fan of Snapchat marketing? You know, to be uh, frank with you, I'm not so much a fan of Snapchat marketing today as I used to be. Uh, I was an early adopter of Snapchat back in 2000 and what was what now 13, 2014. So I was one of the one of the first marketers, along with Gary Vee, telling uh, people why they should be using Snapchat. But what I am a fan of is I'm a fan of storytelling. I think storytelling, especially through mediums like Instagram Live, uh, through Instagram Stories, TikTok, Snapchat, it's a way to bring people behind the scenes and give them an inner glimpse of who you are without having to be salesy, without having to be spammy. You know, the reality is that if I really wanted to show you like a really cool video of me doing something and I hire videographers and, and do some really good editing, yeah, it's going to look cool. But people, again, they're not going to social media to look at a short film or a movie. 
They're going to social media to interact with their friends, to be inspired, to be entertained, to be educated. So you don't need to get too fancy in how you deliver content these days. Um, so again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, the, of, of, of short you know, story micro content because it's a high impact way to get someone's attention. And that's the name of the game in, the, in this whole marketing space is you need to get people's attention. You need to find ways to get on their radar. And we're seeing in today's day and age uh, where attention spans are limited. So if you can get someone's attention in just a few seconds by doing a short video, then you don't need to do the the five minute IGTV video or a 10 minute YouTube video uh, to keep someone engaged. You can just do a short story um, and then get them hooked so then they come back more and more. Got it, loud and clear. All right, so let's talk about personal branding. What, like, do it. what, yeah, yeah, what is personal branding and why is it important in your opinion? Personal branding, it's, it's, it's everything. It's your resume, it's your business card, it's the brand of you. And I think oftentimes we get caught up in the semantics of personal branding versus professional branding. And quite frankly, they're one in the same. So the brand of me is me. It's, it's, it's not just an online brand, but it's offline too. It's when I go out in my community, when I'm at a conference, when people see me on stage, when they see me on YouTube, when they see me on Instagram, it's my brand. So what people need to know that are in this process of trying to grow their personal brand is, is first and foremost, your brand needs to appeal to somebody. It's not gonna appeal to everyone, but it needs to appeal to somebody. Whoever that person is, or whoever that group of people are. Making yourself likable and relatable is the key. So if you're a parent and you wanna make yourself relatable to other parents, then just show content of your kids. Show content of what you do in your life as a parent. In my case, I made the decision almost a decade ago that I was gonna build my brand around being a marketer and around social media marketing. So if you follow my content closely, you see that here and there I'll sprinkle content of my kids, but 95% of my content is centered around business and what I do because that's what I, what I leverage my personal brand for. Again, it's my resume, it's my business cards, my portfolio. Um, I would say, the other critical component is um, you have to be known for something and you need to make noise in order to stand out. Posting one video on YouTube, posting here and there sporadically on Instagram is going to do nothing for your brand. If you want to get on people's radar, you need to be consistent. You need to consistently be engaging with other people's content. You need to be consistent with sharing content of your own. You need to make as much noise as you possibly can. So uh, I often get asked this question. Uh, by people that are in the process of growing their brands and they say to me how many times a day do i need to post on social media and i say to them there's no there's no set number of times that you need to post but keep in mind that engaging with people's content and having conversations is a form of content marketing so even if you're not posting on instagram every single day or even if you're not posting three times a day on ig you should make it a habit to at least spend one hour a day going on Instagram, looking up the accounts of either influencers in your industry or niche, or looking up the, the, the accounts of people that you're trying to reach and in order to get on their radar, comment in those threads. Add value in the comment section of those threads. And if you do this consistently, I'm not talking about for a week or a month, um, it might be for years. What you're gonna see is two years from the time you got started, you're gonna be leaps and bounds further ahead from where you're at now. Right, so uh, 
when should we start investing in our personal branding and how should we actually start to invest here? If you're listening to this right now and you haven't been investing in your personal brand, get started right now. Literally go to your social media network of choice and ask your network how you can bring value to them. Start looking in the timeline of what people are posting in your social networks and start commenting on that content. Be conversational. You know, people want to be engaged. They don't want to be sold to. And that's something that I say oftentimes, in, you know, on stage. Yeah, I say it quite a bit in my book, Under Marketing. You know, people are people. So treat them like a person. And the key word in personal branding is personal. So uh, it doesn't take much work. There's not really a formula or a science other than content conversation and consistency. Right. Uh, so if you had to recommend one book to everyone other than your own book, what would it be? What book would I recommend if it wasn't mine? That that's that's a hard question um, because I'm biased and I want people to go out and, and buy the end of marketing. Um, look, the anything by Gary Vee is is good. Um, Gary has made a big impact on my career. Um, you know, crush it, crush it. Um, you know, jab, 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 right hook. I think those are really good books that, uh, that everyone that's getting started in the space should read. Um, you know, again, end of marketing, I'm really biased because it's the book that I wrote. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, make sure you go to Amazon, type in end of marketing book, um, and get yourself a copy. But I tell you what, in full transparency, I'm not someone that reads uh, many books myself, but I listen to podcasts. Uh, you mentioned Pat Flynn before he has a great podcast um podcasts youtube videos these are all great resources for you to level up your marketing uh and social media game right so you've been an entrepreneur and into the business world for a very long time what was your biggest struggle when you started this whole entrepreneur thing and startups and everything mm, good question what was my biggest struggle when i started as an entrepreneur well first and foremost i was 25 years old i'm almost 37 now to give you some perspective so it was 12 years ago in 2008 when i started in this industry back then no one knew who the hell i was um so that was a struggle and it's 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 funny that I say that because at my age now like i'm still hustling and grinding for people to know who the hell i am uh, but when I first started, it was it was more difficult because I didn't have the network that I had today. I didn't have the experience I had today. Um, network is important because if you get people to like you and promote you, then that's going to expand your reach. Experience is extremely important because if you're trying to get people to take you serious as a thought leader, whatever the hell it is that you do, you need to have some sort of experience that you can speak to and credibility to back you up. Otherwise, you're just kind of faking it until you make it. Um, and that's not a good strategy whatsoever. Uh, so I'd say those two things are have really been the biggest catalyst for me is network and experience. And I didn't have either or on day one. Um, again, 12 years in the game, I have those things now and I'm still forcing myself to learn. I'm still forcing myself to build my network even bigger. Um, and those things happen with time. So I'd say that would be the message that I want anyone listening to this to walk away with is it takes time. It takes time to build a following. It takes time to build a community. It takes time to gain experience, build your knowledge. It, it does not happen overnight. Any Anyone out there that tells you that you 
can grow a business in 30 days or less is completely full of it. Just, you can't, you know, not without having significant capital to invest in ads and having a network and having experience in the know-how. There's no course that's going to just teach you on day one how to be a guru. None. So the biggest takeaway from here is to be consistent and to keep grinding till you make it. I would say the biggest takeaway is be patient. Yeah, that, that advice was passed on to me when I got started in this game. Again, I was younger, I was 25. And I wanted things to happen very fast. And you know, I realized early on that it takes time, again, to become known, to get people to trust you, get people to like you. So be patient, keep hustling, be consistent, leave no stone, stone unturned, make a lot of noise, but be patient. Right. So I have a final question before ending the show, and that is, uh, I ask this to everyone, which is, uh, how has the quarantine period affected your workflow? How has the quarantine affected my workflow? Well, first of all, I find myself working from home uh, now, which before I was constantly working on the road, uh, but I find myself now working exclusively from home because I'm not traveling like I used to. Uh, I started a new business recently called Outlaw Masks. So it is the first of several e-commerce brands I'm going to be dropping uh, here over the next several months. I'm really excited about that. And what I've enjoyed about starting a new business in Outlaw Masks is that it's really forced me to put into practice the things I share in my book, The End of Marketing, and what I tell people to do on a daily basis. I'm actually now doing it. Uh, which is cool in its, in its own right. Um, but you know what, man? Like, at the end of the day, coronavirus has forced me to slow down, uh, which is, I think for many entrepreneurs, they can probably say the same thing. It's forced me to spend more time at home, more time with my family, uh, more time just kind of focus on things that matter instead of being on the road all the time. Got it. And it's going to be very exciting to see, uh, see you apply your own methods from your book into your, uh, you know, your new e-commerce businesses that are coming up. 100%. Yeah. So before we finish this, can you tell everyone where to find you in social media and anything else you might want to add? Yeah, you can find me at carloskill83 on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Uh, once again, thank you so much for having me on your show. And uh, you can go to Amazon and hopefully be inspired after this interview to get them to marketing. Thank you very much, Carlos. It's been a pleasure having you. I'll, of course, keep in touch with you. And I'll, link, uh, I'll link below your uh, book uh, link and every, all your social media li links. I'll keep it in the show notes below. And I'm really excited to see your new e-commerce businesses or any new book that you come up with. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll speak again soon. Thank you, Rafi. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. If you're interested in being a guest, go to my website and you'll find the process there. If you want me to discuss a certain topic, there's a suggestion form on the website as well. Hope you all like this episode. Peace.